We are less than two weeks away from being at the end of tax season. For some, you're going to hear this episode and it will ring music to your ears. The most beautiful music to your ears because, well, you are done. For others, this could leave you running off in a panic with your hair on fire. Not exactly sure when you're going to get yours back from that tax preparer that you dropped it off with over months ago. And maybe some out there haven't even started. No matter where you are in your tax filing, I wanted to quickly run through questions that many are wondering about this tax season specifically, no matter if you have filed or are waiting to send your taxes off tomorrow. There is something you can take away from this episode. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thank you for joining me today on The Financial Mirror as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening on Rumble or Facebook, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. If you are listening on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a five-star review and a written comment as both of those go a long way in spreading the information to more listeners. Hopefully, if this is your first time back uh, watching a video in the past few weeks, you can see that I now have no hair. I talked about this last week, so go listen to last week's episode if you missed it and just join the rest of the crowd. Uh, it was a pretty pretty hot topic video. Uh, we talked about the tipping culture and how things are getting slightly out of hand with tipping, but just go listen to the video. It was pretty, pretty popular last week. Uh, a lot of good, good uh, suggestions and comments and education that I received from that one. So um, appreciate everyone for tuning in. I did want to say that if you are, this is not finance related, but if you are going to do a wood staining project, make sure that even if you're using a water-based wood stain, that you have some good, good ventilation in the area. And I'm saying this because I know a guy and that guy may be me, but it may not be me. I'm not really sure. No, it's definitely me. I did a wood staining project in the garage and I left the garage closed because, you know, um, I had cut up some wood and there was uh, sawdust everywhere. I, you know, brushed it off to the side and I said, you know, I'm just going to, if I open the garage, going to blow all over the place. I have to clean it right back up. So I decided I'm just going to leave the garage door closed and I am going to stain this project. Um, and I will tell you that I was nauseous for quite a few hours and it definitely carried over to the next day. So I am here to tell you if this is you and you are going to do a wood staining project, especially as the weather is warming up and more and more, um, projects are going to be unfolding or maybe the ones you put off from it being cold. Uh, this is a, a warning from personal experience and um, it's not something you want to go through. So hopefully you'll, you'll take my advice on that one. 
and don't be as dumb as me when it comes to that piece. And I'm sure many are listening like, come on, you, you dumb, dumb. Why did you not, why did you not open the garage and get some air in there? Like, that's just silly. It was probably hot anyways. Actually, it wasn't that hot that night. So, but all in all, uh, it is Easter Sunday. Hopefully everyone has a great Easter. You, uh, I've seen many out and about in the parks, uh, doing Easter egg hunts and all that fun stuff. So hopefully you are having a great Easter, wherever, whatever that, that means for you. And, and however you celebrate Easter, uh, that is totally awesome. But Today, I want to talk about taxes. This will be the last episode I do on taxes this season, Um, but I just wanted to go through and answer some questions that I have heard or seen um, about taxes and just sort of wrap all this up, get us to the end of tax season, and let's start talking about other, you know, slightly more important things. Next week, I want to tell everyone, next week, I am starting a increase your net worth series. Um, It's going to be all about increasing your net worth. Every single episode is going to be about how you can take another step forward in increasing your net worth. Uh, It is going to be very, very actionable. So everything in that in that series, you will be able to apply to to your personal life. And no matter where you are in your finances, you will find something in it that can help you increase your net worth. So tune in next week so that you can see that that series and, and watch every single or listen to every single episode along the way. And you will be on your way to increasing your net worth this year, uh, step by step, no matter where you are. So without further ado, let's jump into these questions uh, that I have seen and heard, and I, and I just wanted to get them answered for you. So the very first question that's out there is, why is tax day April 15th or April 18th instead of April 15th? Well, it, you know, hopefully that's you, that you recognize that, because that means you are so in tune with tax season that you just know it. Um, but I don't know. April 15th is a Saturday. That's probably uh, the best reason. And normally, I guess that would mean that these would go to like a Monday. But then you have Emancipation Day in Washington, which uh, also is a, a, you know, celebrated. So I guess that just pushes it to Tuesday. So (laughs) April 18th uh, is the tax deadline for your federal taxes. And most states use that deadline too. Uh, but there are a couple exceptions out there. So you need to look at your your exact state. I know states like uh, like, like Louisiana, I believe, are, are actually not due until May. Uh, but if you live in a state with individual income taxes, make sure to double check your date uh, for when your taxes are due for your state. However, regardless, I mean, there's really no point in holding up... Uh, doing your state income taxes if you're already done your federal. Uh, I mean, uh, it kind of just best just to do them together. But that's probably the uh, best answer I've got for you for that is that it's uh, first off a weekend. So it's not going to be on the 15th. I know every year on the 15th, it's normally that day. But, um, you know, the, the moving to Monday and then having to move to Tuesday for the for the celebration of Emancipation Day. There you go. I'm guessing that is that is the reason, but uh, that's just a, a one-off, but wanted you to be aware of that slight deviation. Now, second question, 
do I have to file my, do I have to pay to file my taxes? Uh, well, there's a good chance you don't. Uh, you know, a lot of taxpayers out there are able to use a uh, thing called IRS free file. Uh, you do have to have a AGI, adjusted gross income, that is $73,000 or less. Uh, but it's pretty much a free tax guided like tax preparation deal. And uh, you you can go utilize it if you don't want to pay. For the most part, though, it's a very basic tax preparation. So if you think you have a very basic uh, tax situation, uh, maybe you and a spouse or you're just single, uh, you make $73,000 or less AGI. If you and a spouse are together, it's got to be, you know, combined 73,000 if you're filing married uh, jointly. But all you'll do is answer some questions and then they'll do all your calculations and it'll file your taxes without charging you. Uh, you may be able to do state um, filing as well without without charging, but it, it's just state by state dependent. Now, if you're above that $73,000 income threshold, the IRS does provide fillable forms. You can do it yourself if you if you know, but otherwise you're going to have to go out to like a TurboTax or an H&R Block or something like that to do a simple return for free. There's a good chance that you can even above the $73,000 threshold, you can do a federal filing of TurboTax or H&R Block for free more than likely. If you do do something that is, if you have a more complicated uh, tax filing, there's a good chance you're gonna have to pay an upcharge. In addition, with even with TurboTax or H&R Block, you're going to have to pay for your state filing. Um, I think most states are like 50 something dollars to file with your state through an application like that. But all in all, it's still a, there's still a good chance that you do not have to pay to file your taxes if you'll just do a little bit of research on where you're at and what your tax situation looks like, okay? So that's the good part. That's the good part is that there's a good chance you could just run through your taxes and not have to pay anything and still get them filed by the deadline of April the 18th. So knowing that the deadline's April 18th, uh, this question is very reasonable, but is it too late to decrease taxable income? Well, no, actually taxpayers can make 2022 contributions to an IRA account until the deadline. So all the way up until April 18th, if you do have a IRA or individual retirement account, you can continue to contribute for the 2022 year um, all the way up until that date. So if you are uh, 49 or younger, you can contribute up to $6,000 for 2022. If you are 50 or older, you can contribute $7,000 to your IRA. So there are some, some uh, nuances out there, but if you are contributing to a, um, a IRA account, you can still add those and decrease your taxable income. So that can help help drive that down. So 6,000 if you're 49 or younger, 7,000 50 or older. But when you go into your, whoever does your individual retirement account, when you go into that and you do a deposit or, or, or a contribution, you need to make sure there's going to be a drop down menu and 
and it's going to say like contribution year or something like that, make sure that you're selecting 2022. It's already going to show 2023 because we're in 2023 and a lot of people are already making contributions for this year. But make sure that you choose 2022 for your uh, contribution so that you can make sure that these are in the right contribution year. Okay. Very important. Very important for that piece. Now, next one. Will I get taxed on my state stimulus check? For some of you, you're like, what? State stimulus check? I didn't get a state stimulus check. Well, it's a good chance that you didn't. Not a lot of states did them, but in 2022, um, there was a bit of like money that was left over in some states. Uh, the There all of a sudden there were money, there was money there at each state and they had to use it. So in 2022, uh, they ended up, the states ended up going and spending this money and giving, you know, state stimulus checks to individuals. Will you be taxed on it? Probably not. Uh, this is probably not going to be, be taxable income more than likely. Uh, these are maybe you'll see something called, uh, like a, inflation relief payment or a rebate for for that um, and you won't need to report them as income on your tax return just make sure that you look at that to be sure that this is not taxable in your state uh, specifically with the state and the the federal if you are going through a tax preparer they should have this information if you're going through a like an hr block or a turbo tax they also should have this information if this should be taxable or not taxable in your state or for federal so just be on the lookout for that uh, make sure that that everything is is you know all gravy on on where it's going how it's being reported so forth and so on and you will be okay you will be okay. All right, my favorite one. This is the one that I was, uh, I figured a lot of people would have questions on and it only makes sense. What happened with the $600 Venmo rule that was discussed? And I'm saying it because I did an episode on it. I did an episode about the $600 Venmo uh, cash app, whatever PayPal rule that was out there. So it's it's it was a, a very controversial thing. Uh, but basically, the IRS spent like a lot of last year talking about this like major change that anything over $600 in Venmo or PayPal or Cash App or Zelle or whatever, that it was going to be taxable income. Okay, that you're going to get a 1099K from these, these providers and you are going to get tax on this. Before, it was anyone that um, earned over 20000 in over 200 transactions in a year. Uh, and they were going to lower it to 600 for 2022. And this did not happen. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the the big thing here was that there was so much controversy over it. There were so much rules about it. There, You just couldn't get it locked in. So in late December, uh, the IRS, like late December 2022, the IRS decided, you know what? Let's delay this. Uh, as of right now, I have not seen when this would actually take effect. I don't think um, maybe maybe it's 2023 that this will happen. I just haven't seen anything on it that's new. So I would totally be surprised if this still gets kicked in. 
But it's important to point out the, that there is a legal requirement for reporting income that you earn as a business. If it comes in through PayPal or Venmo or, or Zelle or whatever, and you earn that as a business, whether you get a form or not, you, you should tell the government about that income. Um, that's important. So it's it's just one of those things that you you should report all income. It kind of goes into the next question, but the $600 rule where you're going to get 1099 for it and all that kind of good stuff that kind of went out the window. So I wanted to take the time to just tell you that so that you're not expecting it. Because for anyone that listens here to the Financial Mirror, you, you've heard me talk about it previously. I made a whole episode about it. Um, and I'm sure they're all of your friends and coworkers and family members have been up in arms about it. If, uh, if, if they're anything, anything like me, uh, cause I, I don't just, I, I don't agree with it. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a little bit outside of my, my purview to be able to, to influence other than continue to vote. So I, I'll tell you that it's a, it'll continue to be discussed. I'm sure. Um, but it's something that that is not in effect for 2022. So it kind of goes to the next one. What income has to be reported? Well, Uncle Sam um, wants to know about all your taxable earnings. So if they come from anything, they want to know about it. If you if you did a March Madness bracket and you chose UConn to win and they won and you got paid out $1,000 for that, Uncle Sam wants you to report that. If you ran a business and you got paid through PayPal or Venmo or anything like that, Uncle Sam wants to know about it. Uh, if you sold something as a, you know, on, on Etsy or something like that, Uncle Sam wants to know about it. The biggest thing here is that if you earned money doing anything, the IRS wants to know about it. That's very important. And it kind of goes back to um, the free filing piece. If you earned money as like a side hustle or a side gig or whatever, and that money is, and it's very complex of how you did it, maybe you ran a small business or whatever, it's going to be a little hard to find a free filing for you to do it online or, or anything like that, only because there's going to be certain little nuances of the business and how it's set up and all those things that may cost you a little bit of a small upcharge uh, for H&R Block or TurboTax or whatever. And the free filing thing is probably not going to be best for you, um, probably just worth the, the small investment to pay a little bit for your taxes if you did do any of those like side hustle gigs type things, whatever. What do people call it now? Side hustle, gig work, side gig. I don't know. But whatever it is, um, probably a good chance that that you should just report it and and not do the file, the free file, um, but instead try to go for paying a little bit just to make sure you do the taxes right. So timing, how long before I get my tax refund? Forever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, IRS does issue most refunds within 21 days uh, of receiving your return. I think um, after my return was received, I believe it took maybe like six days to show up 
in my account, the very, very small uh, tax refund that, that we received. Um, but it's, it's probably a few days, it, you know, it, once they receive it and they approve it and all that kind of good stuff, it's probably just a few days, but if you're anxious, you can always track it through RSS website. You can just go, they have like a, where's my refund tool. You'll need to put in your social security number and some type of like tax filing status and, and like what you're expecting for your refund. Um, and it updates like overnight. So like once a day, it'll get, you'll get an update and, um, it'll show you when you're, when you should be receiving. So just track it. If you're super antsy to get that money, uh, so you can go and buy that new TV or whatever for the upcoming, uh, brave season because you're a huge Braves fan like me and <laughs> just kidding. But actually, I'm not. Hopefully, you are a big Braves fan. They're doing pretty good. Uh, well, I mean, they did lose to the Padres. Um, Padres are doing pretty good. And a little bit concerned. They're, they're, they're going to be a good team, I believe. They got them. Uh, Juan Soto was, was a good addition. Anyways, total sidetrack. But you can go use the Where's My Refund tool. And that will give you a lot of insight into where your refund is exactly and how long it should take you to get, get that. Okay, this is a good question. Your refund seems smaller. What's up with that? Well, many Americans got used to big refund checks during the pandemic. Uh, this was due to a lot of tax credits that were designed to get people through COVID and you know the financial challenges that created for some. But in 2022, most of those kind of like including the expanded child tax credit, um, and a lot of other little tax credits here and there, those are gone. So obviously a tax credit reduces that, you know, amount of taxable income. And that means that you're, you owe a little more in taxes, right? And so you're going to get a lower refund I mean, that's just how it works. It's not just you. The average refund is down 11%, just over 11%. Um, according to the IRS filing uh, so far. And at this time in 2022, the, you know, the, the typical like average um, refund was, was down about, or excuse me, the average refund in 2023 was about $3,140 per taxpayer versus 3,241 in 2022. So not a huge drop, uh, but there is a small drop. So, I mean, that, that could be the difference in you paying and, and uh, receiving a small refund though, right? Like just by it being a slightly smaller refund, that is the difference in you potentially having to pay a little bit versus last year, maybe getting a small refund. No matter what, uh, they are a little smaller this year in terms of tax refunds. So just be on, just be aware of that as you are going into tax season, or maybe if this is something that you were like, huh, that was me. I thought this was a much smaller refund. Yeah, you, you're not crazy. Uh, they are slightly smaller. What if you need extra time to file your taxes? Don't sweat it. Uh, they, you know, there are a ton of free tax help available, including from the IRS itself. If you do make under 58000 check out the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. If you're six years older, look into the Tax Counseling for the, for the Elderly Program. Um, there are a couple of different things out there that you can utilize for extra time with your taxes. If you're looking at the calendar and you're like, wow, 
There's no way I'm gonna get this done. You do need to request an extension on your taxes. Uh, that'll give you an extra six months to file, but anything you owe is still due on April 18th, okay? And I and I put this on here, you know, this, this picture on here, but taxpayers, you've gotta know that an extension to file is not an extension to pay. They still want their money. So if you if you are if you know that you're gonna have to that you're gonna owe money, um, or you know right now you owe money, there there's you need to go ahead and just pay it uh, because there will be a tax penalties and fees that go on with not paying in time. So the filing just gives you a chance to finish up paperwork. Uh, if you know the extension, just gives you a chance to finish up paperwork. If you know you owe money you need to go ahead and pay it. Otherwise there will be extra fees and stuff tacked onto that. So an extension to file is not an extension to pay. So call some of that assistance help if needed um, to start working out different you know, payment plans or whatever, if that's something that you need to set up. Uh, but that's something that you need, you need to start working on now. Final question I wanted to cover is about auditing. Will I get audited? Uh, probably not. There's a good chance that you won't get audited. Uh, it's tough to say for sure, though, because, you know, there are tons of specific circumstances out there. But as a whole, um, in 2022, the IRS audited about 626,000 returns out of 164 million that were filed. So the odds of you getting audited were about 0.38 down from 0.41 the previous year. So there's not a huge chance of you getting audited, but I'm not saying it's not that it won't happen, right? There's a chance. There's always a chance. Um, certain groups of people are more likely to face, you know, IRS scrutiny uh, than others. Low income taxpayers who claimed they earned that, you know, who claimed the earned income tax credit saw um, a higher than normal audit rate. So if you were a low income taxpayer, but you claim the earned income tax credit um, had a slightly higher rate, but I did want to cover, there's a couple of things that uh, you can do to, to decrease the chances of four flags, red flags for an IRS audit. One, if you have an, an excessive number of credits or deduction compared to income there, you might get flagged for that. If you're missing income, meaning that uh, someone filed like for a 1099 or something, and you don't report it, there's a good chance you're going to be you're going to be audited. Uh, refundable credits that you know they're very careful on looking at those and round numbers. Uh, deductions with rounded expenses may raise eyebrows. So uh, make sure that you are very accurate in the deductions you put in. Um, and that can help with the audit piece. So just a couple questions. Hopefully that, that gave you some clarity around um, sort of what to expect this tax season as, as it wraps up. Like I said, this is the last episode I'm doing on taxes. Uh, but if you do have any other questions that I did not cover in this episode that you are curious about or you would like me to, to look at and answer, just leave them in the comment section below and I will get those answered for you. I do want to make sure that you're best prepared uh, because the thing about taxes is once you start to understand the tax structure and you understand how taxes work, uh, you can really start to kind of get behind 
getting these done quicker just because you understand like what it takes you're better prepared next year hopefully all of these questions give you a little bit more knowledge of how you can better prepare for next year because uh, that's kind of what it's all about just getting it getting it done getting it over with because everybody has to do it everybody pays taxes everybody's got to do it everybody's got to do the paperwork i got it but i just want to to just take this moment to run through a couple of these questions that i've that i've seen and heard and and just give you a chance to to have a few answers to to some of them one last thing that i wanted to say is that don't pay a ridiculous amount of money to do your taxes if you're not like if you're not have a super complex tax situation there is absolutely no reason for you to pay thousands of dollars for someone to do your taxes okay I'm, I'm dead serious. If it's not super complex, there's a good chance that you can go through and, you know, use one of these free tools or a very cost efficient tool to do your taxes. Don't pay a ridiculous amount of money for someone to do your taxes, because if you end up owing and you paid a ridiculous amount of money for someone to do your taxes, you're kind of just out twice. Right. So be be, you know, look at your situation. How much money did you earn? Is your tax situation very complex? And if it isn't, just do it yourself on with one of these free uh, software. It's going to ask you questions. You're going to walk through it. It's not going to be super burdensome. Okay, so just give it a chance. Uh, if you do get overwhelmed, uh, then you can start to look at some tax um, tax preparers out there. Maybe they won't charge you a, a, an arm and a leg for preparation. Um, I am not a tax professional. I do not offer any tax services, uh, but I can get you, if you're having trouble finding someone to do your taxes, I can point you in that direction. I can help you find someone to do your taxes uh, if you're having trouble with them. But uh, go ahead and, and look at some of those free applications out there if you are if you're, if you have a pretty simple uh, situation and, and uh, I'm confident that you can make it through it. Uh, if you do want to start to get a hold of your finances though and you want to start working toward your financial goals on just a clear uh, an efficient path, you can go ahead and reach out to me at thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen and schedule your free consultation today. We'll just sit down, spend about 15 minutes together talking, uh, just decide if a coach is right for you. And if I am, then, or maybe if it's not me, but maybe a coach is right for you, I can help point you in direction uh, of, of resources that can maybe help you. Uh, or maybe we we find out that it's a great connection and uh, we begin to work together. We will get you to your financial goals together, uh, and I'd be super excited to help. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to stream, head to thefinancialmirror.org uh, forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome, awesome financial mirror gear. Uh, hang in there. Tax season is almost over. And just continue to push forward. Uh, it will come to an end very, very quickly. I appreciate everyone tuning in. I appreciate everyone continuing to listen every single week. I hope that you are getting a lot out of the episodes. If there's something that you want me to talk about, uh, head over to thefinancialmirror.org and, and go to the contact form and just shoot me an email of something that you want me to talk about, and I will absolutely add it to the list of things to talk about um, and get get you the knowledge that you need uh, to go out and be successful financially. 
I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you are on YouTube or Rumble or Facebook, subscribe to the channel, like the video, share it with your friends and family members. If you are on a podcast platform of your choice, go ahead and hit the five-star review and leave a written comment as that goes a long ways in getting this out to more and more listeners. Share it with your friends, family, coworkers on podcasts. They can listen to it in the car and just continue to grow uh, their personal finances. Uh, Y'all can do it together. Ask each other questions, challenge each other, hold each other accountable. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.